0: This is the City of God podcast, where Christ meets culture. And welcome to the City of God podcast, where we are weekly talking about today's biggest cultural issues— all through the lens of God's infallible Word, I am Rob Pacienza, and as always joined by my co-host John Rabe. John, great to see you. It's great to see you as well, Rob. We've got uh, we're here in the middle of the summer.
1: We've celebrated July Fourth, uh, you know, it, it, just uh, just a few days ago, and and it's it's that patriotic time of year. But that leads us to discuss some things today because I find and and tell me what you see out there. But I find sometimes even among uh, in in churches among well-meaning. Christians there's a little bit of confusion even like is that okay is it okay for me to be patriotic and then on the other side of course there's the the sort of patriotism that that all seems to become unbalanced and and so How do we celebrate the Fourth of July? How do we celebrate? Is that even all right? These are the kinds of things that sometimes there's some confusion
0: on. Absolutely, and even people are trying to use it against, uh, you know, erasing our founders, erasing our nation's early history. Yeah, uh, that uh, the American flag, for instance, is a symbol of hate, not not a symbol of liberty. uh, As and
1: it's been in the center of all these controversies. Now we're going to bow instead of stand. We're going to, uh, you know, that they again that the American flag. uh, is is some sort of symbol of oppression. Uh, and so there's a whole other added layer in there about what the meaning of patriotism is and whether a Christian ought to be
0: one. Right. And we saw that a few years ago with the the whole kneeling of right. Colin Kaepernick, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback who was kneeling and to prote- t- protest in his words uh, was police brutality and uh, systemic racism and really became the poster child, one of the posters children for the social justice movement in America.
1: That's right. And, and more recently, it's interesting to note that uh, Brittany Greiner, the WNBA uh, basketball player uh, who was arrested in Russia when her team was touring uh, the Russia uh, on a, a drug charge uh, and, and was held in a Russian prison for months until the Biden administration uh, negotiated her release. Uh, before her arrest in Russia, she had been kneeling in the Colin Kaepernick style to protest test the American flag. It's interesting to note that since she's returned from prison after having been released, she is now standing for the flag.
0: Uh, interesting what a few months in a Russian prison will do to your patriotism. Yeah, absolutely. She she realizes that it was the foundations of liberty of this nation that led to her release and yeah. for men and women wanting to fight for her freedom. Uh, Not
1: quite as oppressive as it's been portrayed. Yeah, yeah. A-
0: absolutely. And I think that's, you know, the reason I'm excited about this topic today, can Christians be patriotic? I think it's important that we clarify a few things. I, I we I think both of us can admit uh, there are times of just blind loyalty mm-hmm. um, to anything, yeah. and and anytime we're blindly loyal and we set up things other than God, and uh, it becomes an idol. Things can easily become an idol, and for many people, America has become an idol. Um, and so anybody that speaks of America uh, being over the kingdom of God or being synonymous with the kingdom of God, uh, that our allegiance is first and foremost to America and not God, Uh, that's when... It, things can become idolatrous that's when uh, I don't even call that patriotism that's just blind loyalty that that has turned idolatrous yeah and that's not what we're talking about Absolutely we're not talking not. about healthy patriotism being experienced by Christians in America
1: yeah and and as you point out I think uh, most people would not say oh I'm putting my country above God but then in practice we've seen it happen sometimes where it becomes uh, being American is the most important thing and uh, yet we don't have a full choice, either between America being the most important thing, replacing God, or being completely unimportant. Right. And those are the two poles that we seem to be sort of driven
0: to sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also important for us to acknowledge uh, that uh, Christian patriotism uh, doesn't mean that we're uh, blind to America's flaws uh, throughout our history. We're not saying this is a perfect nation or a perfect union, but a, a more perfect union uh, than any of the other governments that had been established up up until the founding of our nation 250 years ago. And I can argue, and I know you could argue as well, that we have not seen a, a greater nation since. Uh, so not ignorant and not blind to our flaws. Uh, we look at the black eye and the, 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 the stain of slavery uh, in, in America's history. Uh, it's, it's very clear. We've talked about it on other shows of, of this was a major blind spot, but it was our founding documents, and it was our system of government uh, influenced by a judeo-christian worldview that led to the freedom of slaves that led to things like the Civil Rights Act of the 1960s um, and so that's that's the reason we can be patriotic about the type of government that was established 250 years ago and the influence that our faith had in creating a flourishing society and
1: I think your two caveats there are really well taken because they're they're central to this discussion so as you're pointing out we're not talking about placing the United States States above God or even alongside of God. There is a hierarchy there and loyalty to country comes well below loyalty to God and that's a biblical principle. We will obey should we obey men or should we obey God? It, God of course is is at the top of the hierarchy. So that's that's the one caveat that you lay out. And then the second caveat that you lay out that's equally important is that it's not a blind loyalty. It's not a, a blind pride in country it, but we we do have to remember too, Uh, Yes, that we recognize these 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 terrible blots on our moral history in America. I want to quickly follow that with and show me where it's been better. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, again, the, the standard is not some platonic floating thing where you have perfection and we've fallen short of it. Of course we have. But show me other countries that have avoided these these sorts of tragedies and these sorts of travesties. And the reality is, yes, America has these stains in its past. So does every nation because we're all sinners. And yet America put in place the uh, the mechanisms to eliminate them, the mechanisms to help protect against them that protect us from too few sinners having too much power in their hands over us. That's what the whole system is premised
0: on. Absolutely. And so our, so Christians and their love of nation, their love of America needs to be um, grounded in the reality and the truth that this nation was founded by Men who were influenced by the Judeo-Christian worldview that led to human flourishing, and not just flourishing for Christians, but flourishing for all people. Why? Because it was one of our uh, founding uh, principles was the idea that all men are created equal. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Came from the doctrine of the Imago Dei, Uh, the understanding that God is sovereign and He's providentially. intervening in the affairs of of humanity here in this nation, the doctrine of total depravity, uh, the reason we need checks and balances, and we need a system of government that uh, recognizes sinful humanity, but also recognizes the providential authority of God. That's why we love America, because it has led to flourishing. It has led to the advancement of the gospel. It has led to liberty and freedom, unlike any nation uh, throughout history.
1: Yeah. And it's important to talk about now, too, because as we've Pointed out on the one side, and this is often sort of held up as a as a straw man. But there is this sort of idolatry, God and country, sort of rah rah type of ethos that that essentially uh, portrays whatever our favored leader is as sort of uh, today's version of Jesus Christ. Like that does happen out there. But uh, I think that what we see a lot of as well now is that the idea that well patriotism because of that sort of stuff patriotism isn't cool, and so the way the way that we show that we are, are, are nuanced and the way that we show that we are spiritual is by sort of disdaining our country and sort of turning our nose up at it and saying, well, uh, you know, and, and 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 ultimately throwing the baby out with the bathwater and saying America is a failed experiment. America was founded in all sorts of yeah. evil things. Yeah. America is a tyrannical force and, and so forth. And and really what that ends up coming down to is uh, it, it ends up being ingrained gratitude. It's disguised as sort of a a healthy skepticism, but it's really cynical ingratitude. It's simply a failure to say, you know what, we are very blessed with what we've had overall. We're more blessed than most people who've lived on this planet under God's providence, and we should be thankful for it. Well, one of the, one of the, 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 First ways that you express that is through true patriotism. I am appreciative of this country. I am thankful for this country. I pay honor to what God has given us in this country. We're not doing anything virtuous by taking good gifts that God has given us and disdaining them and saying, "Oh, it's all better or tarring it all, uh, you know, with with one, you know, with one accusation. Oh, it's all oppressive. It's all terrible. So we're not. We're we're being. We're 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 failing to show
0: gratitude we are demonstrating we're being ungrateful when we when we disdain good gifts that way A- absolutely and we're recognizing that America for 250 years has been this unprecedented bastion of freedom and hope for Americans and people all over the globe where did that come from that didn't come from our government per se that came from ultimately uh, the founders belief and understanding in God who is the author of Liberty uh, the government was just simply the government they established was just the mechanism uh, by which the gospel would continue to be advanced, where uh, a religiously plural public square would uh, welcome all kinds of people that could experience freedom and liberty and inalienable rights that are God-given, uh, that's what we're showing gratitude uh, towards. I mean, it is fact uh, when you look at our uh, the early um, documents and the testimonies of either the settlers in the seventeenth uh, century mm-hmm. or the Founders of our uh, of the American uh, constitutional republic in the 18th century, uh, that they understood that when uh, religion is freely exercised in the public square, uh, and that when liberty is Able to be experienced by all people, uh, that that leads to full human flourishing, and and that's what we're grateful for. That's why we're patriotic. And you know, I think back to those original settlers. I think about the colonial uh, uh, pastors of the yeah. colonial era uh, that were preaching and 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 really charging their people uh, to fight for this revolution, to fight for freedom, uh, because they understood what could what could this nation be. Uh, if if we really believed in this great American experiment uh, where all men were created equal, where we recognized the total depravity of man where we where we recognized and believe that it's not a human king uh, that is above the law but the, that the law is above the king right uh, that the law so cold, which becomes revolutionary all, concept. absolutely And so when we think about patriotism and our uh, early American history and and wanting to uphold it and celebrate it uh, we're ultimately recognizing, all of the ways that God has used this country uh, for the advancement of his kingdom and for full human flourishing for all people.
1: Yeah, and it's an extrapolation even of the commandment to honor your mother and your father. Well, okay, that obviously begins in just the pure sort of biological sense, the people who yeah. raised you, but that principle of gratitude extends outward for the the good gifts that you've been given, and it includes your forebears, those who came before your mother and your father. And so uh, gratitude is, is a key component here, and it's something that's that's largely missing now. Uh, Rob, you are a pastor of a, a, of a thriving congregation here at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church in Fort Lauderdale, so you have to deal with this on a, on a frontline level as well. In my experience, one of the challenges here, and it's a well-meant challenge, it's one that we have to, I think, deal with, is that a lot of Bible-believing Careful Christians see certain statements in the Bible, like Jesus saying, "My kingdom is not of this world." Like uh, seeing that we are citizens of of heaven, that we are, uh, you know, that we are are uh, pilgrims here, and that our, our citizenship is in heaven. And so they see that and think that we're being presented with a dichotomy. You can either be loyal to your country or you can be loyal to Jesus and the kingdom of heaven but i think that that separates things in and in, in a
0: way that jesus is not intending to separate absolutely it's a false dichotomy and those statements that you just made i would just mention i would say amen and amen uh, yes. that our citizenship is not of this world it's of heaven the question is show me a nation show me a nation other than the american experiment in the United States of America, show me to the nation that allows me to express my citizenship being in heaven and not of this world, without any retribution, mm. without any uh, penalty, without anybody forcing me to uh, to pledge my allegiance to my government over other than my over than my God. Uh, you can't find it. I, I would say the reason we love America, because it allows me to freely exercise my religion. It allows me to freely say, no, I'm not a citizen of this world, first and foremost. I'm a citizen of heaven. America is the one place that has allowed its citizens to do that for 250 years. Amen. So the, so, the, so, the reason we love America and we celebrate America, and it's good for Christians to practice healthy, Christ-centered God. God. God-focused patriotism is because we realize that over 250 years, it's been this country that has allowed me to freely exercise my religion, my faith in Jesus Christ, and my ultimate allegiance in the kingdom of God. And the fatal fruit of trying to erase our history is when you have things like the 1619 Project Mm. uh, that want us to totally abandon our Christian heritage, uh, that want to label and paint uh, our founders as racist. Uh, and the only thing that does is it causes Christians to second-guess their place and their voice in the public square. Mm. I guess Christians shouldn't have a role in politics. I guess Christians shouldn't be vocal in the public square. I guess Christians should separate from anything that has to do with America and government and politics and election. Uh, and I, I think that's why Christians need to be so concerned when we just blindly say, yeah, patriotism has no no place in the Christian life. No, it does, because it's the mechanisms that God uses under the lordship of Christ in order to advance his kingdom and his message of the gospel.
1: And I think, Rob, you said, and there's something that's important as well, when we talk about being citizens of, of heaven, you say, oh, yes, I'm a, I'm a citizen of heaven first and foremost is the phrase that you used. And that's absolutely right. And then we have to remember, okay, I'm a citizen of, of heaven first and foremost. I'm not a citizen of America first and foremost, but I am a citizen of America, sure. and You're so in
0: this world, but not of exactly, this world. and yep. so there,
1: there are, and and it requires a little bit of, of synthesizing the truths of Scripture and not throwing out uh, a bunch of Scripture in favor of a bunch of other Scripture, which is not the way the Bible's meant to be read. It's meant to be integrated. If we see a an apparent contradiction, we need to work through that and find where it, we remove the contradiction and find out how these truths are uh, fit together. And so, um, we are citizens of heaven, and we are citizens of America, and the order is exactly like that. Our citizenship in heaven takes priority, but there are these overlapping loyalties that God gives us, and he gives us them on purpose. We are to love our parents. Well, does that mean I'm not to love Jesus, or if I love my parents, I'm being idolatrous? We're to love our wives. If I love my wife, am I am I taking love away from Jesus? And it doesn't work that way. Instead, these are, these are hierarchies, these are overlapping, we are called called to love our parents. Uh, You know, the, the commandment is to honor our parents. And yet, Jesus tells us in another spot that our honoring of our parents compared to our honoring of him is to look like hatred. That's not saying that we reject our parents. It's saying, even more so for him, but not removing the love for parents or the love for spouse. And so we are we are created in bodies. We are created in a place, in a time. And so I live in a family. I live in a community. I live in a church. Sure. I live in a city. I live in a state. I live in a nation. I live in a world. All of those things are valid and all of those have to be rightly ordered. They have to be in their right place. Yeah. And that's really what we're talking about here. But it's it, 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 as much as rejecting patriotism, saying, because I'm a citizen of of heaven, I don't care about my country, is not really any different in kind than saying, because I'm a citizen of heaven, because Christ is the husband
0: of the church, I don't care about my spouse. That would be absurd. Yeah. When the settlers came over in the 1600s, nobody understood what it meant to be a pilgrim or alien more than that. They did. They were literally called pilgrims for that reason. (laughs) Um, but, But there's a great example of men and women who were deeply theological. I mean, we get some of the great, greatest theology. Mm-hmm. From our our, our uh, Puritan and Pilgrim brothers and sisters, they they did not suffer from a uh, a a, um, a weak or a thin theology. Right, they understood first and foremost that their citizenship is in the kingdom of heaven and not of this world. But they also had a deep love for this nation. Once again, why? Because they really believed. They were willing to risk their lives for the sake of religious liberty. They were willing to stake their lives for the declaration of the gospel. They were willing to risk their lives to not pledge their allegiance to a king, but to pledge their allegiance to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so that that developed a deep sense of love for this nation or what ultimately this nation could be when they established the colonies. And so they understood this nation would be used by God or could be used by God for the gospel and for the kingdom and for expressing the liberties that they believed were God-given, God-given rights that eventually led to uh, the founding of America not even 100 years later. But they, that, that's a great example of getting away from this false dichotomy that I either I need to pledge my allegiance to God or I need to be loyal to my nation. They understood. They understood the order. Yes. Kingdom of God first. America second, uh, but they understood that you needed both. You needed a healthy sense of loyalty uh, because they realized that this nation could eventually lead uh, to the flourishing that we've experienced over the last 250 years. Yeah. And there's sort of a danger with going
1: the other way on it too, when we sort of turn it all into abstractions and, well, I belong to the kingdom of God, which is up here. And, and that requires really no, not only no earthly entailments, but that requires me to sort of reject my earthly entailments. You end up in a lot of trouble that way. That's not the way that God created us. Even, not in, even in the book of Revelation, we see that the nations bring their treasure to Jesus ultimately. The nations Absolutely. lay down their treasure before him. Well, among the other things, that means there are still nations. And in some way, it's even good that there's nations, that that's part of the new creation. And so the we're, we are put in families and in and states and in cities and in nations. And all of those things are to be embraced. The dangerous thing is when we, again, sort of abstract it. Oh, I'm a citizen of heaven. And so I'm not any of this, you know, the, the uh, Linus from Peanuts famously uh, said the character uh, in one of the strips one time, I love mankind, it's people I can't stand. Uh, and absolutely. and that's the idea that like, well, I love the world, but uh, generally somebody who who doesn't love their mom and their dad, doesn't love their, their city, doesn't love their country,
0: is also failing in their love for people. Uh, absolutely. If, if we as Christians find ourselves being of the world, that means that we have elevated America over the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. that w- that we love America more than we love King Jesus. But to be in the world means, no, I love King Jesus over and above anything else, but I love my nation because of what it stands in regard to human flourishing, liberty, the image of God in all people, recognizing the checks and balances needed for sinful humanity. That's what it means to be not of the world, but in the world. The, the pilgrims, when they landed, the reason they named Boston the city on a hill is because they believe that this is the beginning of something that uh, this nation, this experiment could be a light to the nations. Where did they get that from? They got the idea of the city on a hill being from Matthew chapter five, the light to all nations from the Old Testament, they understood that this wasn't replacing the kingdom of God, but this is where the kingdom of God could be greatly Mm. advanced. And it's important for Christians to understand that when Jesus came and rose from the dead, not too long ago, uh, that he announced and declared that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and that authority has been transferred to the church. And then he says, make disciples of all the nations. That means all the nations would eventually rise. Recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord. How would he do that? Through the church, through Christians. So for Christians to disengage from Uh, conversations concerning our nation and government and politics and election. And on this topic in particular, what it means to be patriotic and have a love for our nation is failing to recognize the lordship of Jesus Christ over all earthly powers and over all earthly things. Amen. I think that's tremendously well
1: said. And we love her because God gave her to us, not because she's perfect, just the same as I love my wife because God gave her to me, not because she's perfect. And she loves me because God gave me to her and heaven knows I'm not perfect. And yet, that's not the basis of our love. We can admit America's
0: flawed and that we owe thanks for what we've been given here. Absolutely. John, thank you so much for the conversation today. Thank you. And that's a wrap for us today on this podcast. I want to thank you once again for listening to the City of God podcast. This podcast is made every week in partnership with the Institute for Faith and Culture. This is a weekly podcast, so make sure you go back and listen to all previous recordings at thecityofgodpodcast.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure you check out the video version on YouTube. If this conversation regarding patriotism uh, was beneficial to you, please pass this along to family and friends and introduce them to the City of God podcast, where we are every week looking at today's biggest cultural issues through the lens of God's infallible word. I want to thank you once again for listening, and may God richly bless you.